0: This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin and this is Kelly and Ramia. When you have time folks, please subscribe to the Kelly and Company podcast. We'd appreciate it. Maybe if you're in there, you can give us a rating and review, but more importantly, Check out the show. You can listen to the complete Kelly and Company podcast experience available to you with an audio vanity card tossed on the end. Also, you can listen to the show in segment form. If you hear a segment that you really like, you want to share with someone, you can just check out that segment and pass it on. Or maybe that's just the way you prefer to listen to your favorite contributors from the program, whichever way we appreciate it, using your favorite podcast platform for you to just simply subscribe and enjoy listening to Kelly and Company at your leisure. I'm Kelly McDonald, host of the program. Toronto's favorite summer foodie event, Summer Alicious returns. And there's over two hundred local restaurants that are participating in this. We're gonna learn a little more about it today. Uh, we are going to learn more with Irene Papay I I you know, oh, and I apologize, Irene. I'm sorry there. I uh Thought I had it, a supervisor, special events uh, committee, and social services uh, with the city of Toronto. You know, I, I I practice sitting here talking to myself, doing what I can. So I do apologize there, but give no, me a- no
1: need for no need for apologies. Thank you very much for having me on the show. You did very well, Kelly. <laughs> and
0: I'll <laughs> try to get a good last but- name. I'll try to get it better for when I say goodbye to you later so you can say, well, at least I'm done with that guy. I can't even say my last name right. (laughs) Irene, let's talk about it here. This is a really incredible event. Um, I've had friends over the years that absolutely love the event itself. They love to be able to have that reason to get out and, of course, uh, get out and eat a lot. Uh, So tell us, after this few years of hiatus, how good does it feel to have this event back and what sounds like in pretty full form?
1: Yeah, it feels Great, if I'm going to be honest. Uh, It's wonderful to have it back. Uh, It's the first time, of course, as you said, since the pandemic started, Uh, and I think both restaurants and um, audiences are really excited uh, about having it back. Uh, They are happy to be going out and dining, and we're happy to have more than 200 local restaurants participating across the city. It's been a really difficult time for the restaurant industry, as everybody knows, the past couple of years and we're hoping that uh, this uh, program will help uh, in their recovery along with everything else that they're doing trying to uh, get back to uh, a better position.
0: We talk a lot about events that can be could have been done virtually obviously this not one of them so you really have kind of stopped or go uh, when it comes to it, and you've had a few days where this has already been underway because it started last Friday. What would you say? What, what's the review? How have the first few days gone?
1: They've gone really well. We're seeing a lot of excitement on social, and uh, people are telling us that they're happy that it's back. They're tagging their friends and making plans for going out. And what we're hearing from the restaurants is that, um, you know, they're busy. They were busy over the weekend. Um, We've got 40% of our participating restaurants uh, being first-time participants this year, so there's a lot of choice for people. Uh, They are located citywide, and... And um, I think everybody's having a, a good time um, going back out and dining at the restaurants, which, as you said, has been something that we weren't able to do during the pandemic. Uh, of course, takeout and delivery is really great, but what we were hearing from the restaurants is that they really wanted an opportunity uh, for in, um, on-premise, in-restaurant dining experiences. Uh, and I think the public is also um, uh, very excited to be able to do that again.
0: I don't blame them for wanting that. It's it's an experience for the public to go out, have that night and almost feels like the throwback to having that wonderful Evening at a restaurant, stopping in, getting that attention from the staff that people sometimes feel, yeah, you may have great customer service, but it doesn't feel the same way. And I think this has always made you feel that you have your different courses at some of the restaurants. It's a special meal designed for this event um, and and showcasing it. So I, I, I can understand that. I, I am curious, when you mentioned the 40% new restaurant, is that kind of – a higher number. Has this been an opportunity for some restaurants that maybe over the years would have wanted to participate or kind of, eh, not sure I want to do that, but post-pandemic feel the need to or have the opportunity to in a different way?
1: Uh, absolutely. I think the industry has changed quite a bit. There's been some volatility, obviously, over the past couple of years. So this was an opportunity to have uh, as you said, restaurants that uh, perhaps didn't participate in the past participate now. We also did make some changes to have more flexibility and in include more restaurants in the program so I'm sure that had a role in it as well uh, and of course there were restaurants that had just opened up around the time of the pandemic or just before and had not had an opportunity to participate in Summerlicious or uh, its sister program Winter City, Winterlicious uh, in the past so I, I think all of that contributed to us having 40% first-time participants.
0: So I'm going to stop for a moment with my little follow-ups and curiosity questions, because really, in a nutshell, we better tell people a little bit about what it is, because for those who have never been, they may not have had this experience. Can you explain what Summerlicious is for those wanting to strike out?
1: Of course. So uh, during Summer Licious, uh, restaurants that participate offer a three course fixed price menu and the menu consists of an appetizer, a main, and a dessert. The, uh, they are offered at lunch and dinner and prices range from $20 to $55 at lunch and uh, $25 to $75 at dinner. Um, and it's also important to note that uh, there are a lot of options. So our website, toronto.ca slash summerlicious, is where all that information is available. Uh, people should make uh, you know, their choices and make reservations and head out and enjoy what our city has to offer in terms of uh, its culinary landscape.
0: Irene, the impossible answer to a question that I'm sure you get asked quite commonly, oh, what type of food is available through the event?
1: Uh, well, you know, this year we have so many options. We always do, but uh, it seems much more so. We have such a diverse culinary city, uh, and I think it is reflected in the restaurants and the menus that participate, right, uh, that are participating this year. We do have everything from, um, Chinese, Japanese, Indian, Filipino, Jamaican, Trinidadian, Mediterranean, Middle Eastern. So there's a lot of options. I could go on and on. (laughs) Uh, But again, the the best option for people is to filter through the cuisine um, filter on our website. Uh, All of the cuisines are listed there, and they'll be able to um, uh, come up with a few options um, based on what they're looking
0: for. So obviously the goal this year is to help these restaurants get their way back on track, of course, and recover from the pandemic. Any particular ways that you guys are able to do this or that you've isolated ways you are going to do this, lending that support?
1: Uh, absolutely. So before we went ahead uh, with Summerlicious at a time when we thought that we were going to be ready to do that this year, we consulted with the industry, and we made some changes that uh, to the program that allowed um, restaurants to more easily apply and participate. Uh, We've created more flexibility uh, for them by increasing the number of price point categories that we have up to six this year. Um, and uh, very importantly, the city also waived the participation and administration fees for Summerlicious, which, uh, of course, also helps the restaurants.
0: My goodness. That's really, really, what a, what an effort there with the city wanting, because we know at this time of the year, people are visiting the city, and what a thing for locals and and visitors to, to participate in. In other years before the pandemic, um is, was there a cap on how many restaurants could participate? Was there anything that you had to say? No, we we can't do that because, like as we're talking about the way to help people through, but the the restaurants and and to encourage us to get out there and, and participate. Was there anything that kind of capped just for management purposes before the pandemic?
1: Um, yeah it was quite a few years before the pandemic, but uh yes, there was a point where we did cap the number of restaurants that could participate uh, as you said for logistical reasons and administrative reasons uh we we did not have that for the last couple of years before the pandemic, and we certainly did not have that this year we We wanted restaurants to be able to participate if they wanted to
0: was there ever the concern that if you had too many restaurants, it kind of watered it down for people or people tended just to stay in their local areas or did that kind of reasoning demand that you had to say no 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 cap we want as many people participating and it doesn't take business from any any of the participators that were at the time you know of course paying to to be a part of it
1: well, again, uh, back, you know, um, in the years, you know, 10 to 15, as it were, uh, so, so quite a few years back when we did have the cab, perhaps that could have been uh, a reason. Uh, we wanted to make sure that uh, we were managing the growth of the program appropriately, uh, both from a consumer perspective, um, a staffing perspective, and the restaurant perspective. Uh, but this year, you know, we, we certainly did not look at that uh, as an option at all. It was definitely uh, open to everyone that met the criteria and wanted to participate.
0: When you talk about the criterion and when people look at the website, say, okay, here, here's a place, or I like this kind of food, this is what I'd love to check out, um, are there certain things that as each restaurant applies, comes in, that you guys say, okay, that you have to remember to be a part of this, this is the things that we really want to make sure this number of courses or, or whatever it might be?
1: Uh, Yes, absolutely. For restaurants to apply to participate in the program, they first of all need to be uh, located in the City of Toronto physically. Uh, They need to be in operation. They need to have all their business licenses and and, uh, public health um, green passes, uh, that sort of thing. And then they, of course, need to ensure that uh, they can offer a three-course meal at one of the price point categories and be able to offer it during the entire duration of um, the event. Um, So very simple criteria, but necessary in order for us to ensure um, that um, the standards of Summerlicious and the standards of the restaurants are met, and all the rules and regulations of the city are also met.
0: How long does it run, Irene?
1: Um, well, uh, this is the 18th year. It would have been the 20th, uh, but we did. We were on a two-year hiatus. Right, so of course. So 18 years. And, and, and in those 18...
0: Oh, you Go ahead.
1: Oh, I was just going to say that in those 18 years, uh, more than 7.9 million meals have been served during the summer Summerlicious and winter Winterlicious programs, and that has generated more than $353 million for the restaurant industry and in economic activity. So uh, I think it has had uh, an impact, and we hope that uh, it continues to have a positive in- impact uh, on the city and helps the restaurant industry this year.
0: How many days do people have to take advantage of when, of, uh, now you, eh, now I'm I'm slipping winter in, and you know you don't say that in the (laughs) middle of August. Uh, Summerlicious. No. Uh,
1: Well, it runs until August the the 28th. It is running now. It began on the 12th. So they have um, uh, just over a week, I guess.
0: Uh, Irene, when it comes around and you make your list, obviously I'm not going to ask you to play favorites with any particular place, (laughs) but. When winterlicious or summerlicious comes around, what are the priority types of foods that you go for? Since we are so blessed in Toronto to have a diverse, a real diversity of food.
1: Um, yeah, it uh, for me. I uh, and especially this year, where I'm not traveling and haven't traveled in the past two years, I want to travel the world through my taste buds right here in Toronto. So I'm going to try different types of cuisines, maybe cuisines that I'm not as familiar with or don't eat quite as often. And the other things for me that I look at are, you know, are there neighborhoods that I haven't been to? Uh, I want to be able to explore and try different things. And it's an opportunity to have a new dish, a new restaurant, a new neighborhood, a new cuisine, all right here in Toronto. And I think we're very, very fortunate to be able to do that.
0: How can people get tickets or make reservations?
1: So there are no tickets for Summerlicious. Uh, We do highly recommend that reservations are made directly with the restaurants of people's choice. Um, There are uh, links for some of the restaurants that uh, uh, direct to online reservations from our website. And again, that's toronto.ca slash Summerlicious. Uh, But they can also uh, make reservations directly from restaurants' own websites. Again, the links are available on ours. Um, And uh, they can even phone
0: the restaurants. Irene, thanks a lot for spending some time with me today here on Kelly and Company filling us in on Summerlicious.
1: Kelly, it was my pleasure and I appreciate very much um, for you to have me on today.
0: Thank you kindly. That was Irene Papillon, uh, Supervisor Special Events, Community and Social Services with the City of Toronto, talking to us about uh, Summerlicious, as Irene mentioned, runs to August 28th. Coming up next on Know Your Rights, Danielle McLaughlin. She'll be here to discuss our right to be free from unreasonable uh, search and seizure. Stick around, we'll do that conversation right after this break.